just when you think the world can't get any crazier, you look around and it does. Things to know. I'm non-binary. I go by they, them. And I work in a store that is pretty much all women. So whenever they're like addressing us or when they're talking, they're always like, hey, ladies. So I've taken it upon myself as someone that is non-binary to use this uh, to not listen. And whenever anyone addresses a group as ladies, I am not included. So when they say, hey, ladies, let's like stop talking or hey, ladies, let's like get to work. I will do none of it because you're not talking to me. I will not listen to anything that is said when it is started with, hey, ladies, I'm a lady, not a lady, a lady. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And yeah, there are a lot of crazy people out there like this guy. He's got a beard. He is a man. And he thinks he has PMS. People want to say that I don't experience PMS symptoms. But I've been cramping incredibly bad all day. And at some point, my pain tolerance went away. And it started hurting incredibly bad for the last two hours. So much so that it made me go and throw up three times. So yeah, uh, PMS symptoms are ruining my Disney trip. So where do you find peace and solace and sanity and reality in a world like we live in today? I I stand amazed at all the weirdness that we tolerate here in our Western world. I don't care where you live. You can live in the UK. You can live in Canada. You can live here in the United States. We are in a, a decline the type that I have never seen in my entire life. Earlier this week, I had a conversation with somebody that has listened to this program from time to time. And we were talking about some people that we know, people that he had listened to in the past on radio and wondered whatever became of them. And he's listened on and off to this radio program as well. He pastors a church. He's a couple of hours away from where I live. And I hope that at some time, health permitting, might have a chance to, to get to meet this individual. And the one thing that just really was on our mind was this great falling away and this great mass delusionalism. I want you to think. Go back 10 years, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100. Sure, there have been deceivers and people that have been deceived since, well, forever. But today, there's this unprecedented level of deception and weirdness out there. Now, I played those two little examples at the beginning of the program. This woman and And let me kind of describe her because this is not television. This is radio. She has, you know, the nose piercings, the face piercings, the tattoos. Um, She has this red hair, but obviously with the earrings and everything else, from all logical looks, she is a female. And I'm sure 
if you got a DNA sample, there'd be no doubt in any scientific mind that this individual is a female of the human species. She is a ma'am. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. That's just respect in our language. But she's come to believe that she is something that she's not. She's come to believe that she is of lady, of 80, whatever that is. You know, I, I'm non-binary. I'm nothing. I have a different set of chromosomes than anybody else. Maybe that's, I don't know. She doesn't want to be considered a woman. Is she ashamed of being a woman? Is she deluded to believing that she's not a woman? Is she believing the author of lies? To deny what she is in reality? And you know, when you think about it, one of the greatest tools in the toolbox of Satan himself is delusion. Misinformation on a huge scale. And his minions have worked their way into medical science, into political science, into, into virtually everything we do today. Now, In my conversation the other day, the old saying, there's nothing new under the sun, which comes out of the Psalms, came up. On the weekends, and, and this past weekend was no exception, after I am done for the week, doing this radio show, after I'm done for the week, preparing for a church service, preparing a message, planning the service, and all the things that go into it, I am really pushed to the max. I become very, very edgy because there's so much on my shoulders that are, that, that I, it's hard to deal with all this. Do you know what it's like having to get into all of this disgusting news each and every day? It's not easy. Let me tell you, it is not easy. And then to try to have a positive outlook going into the word of God and, and the human side, I still see all the mess in the world and how do I get before my congregation in a world going to hell in the proverbial handbasket and give them hope? It's not easy to do. Lies and deception. The fruits of an evil heart. And this is what we're living in today. And now it manifests itself in places that never would have happened 25, 30 years ago. Outside of a handful, and I say a handful, of people that were discernibly mentally ill, people did not suddenly believe that they were a woman or a man turning into a woman or a woman turning into a man. This is a very recent phenomena, especially in its scope and its growth. It's huge. It's massive. And it's unprecedented in the history of mankind. What kind of evil spirit? Now, I want to say this carefully, and I want you to hear me out. Transgenderism, outside of the rare discernible mental illness or the extremely statistically rare biological error, and there can be the one in 100,000 or, or whatever issue. But I'm saying 
people with normal bodies, people with normal everything at birth, suddenly being deluded to believe they're in the wrong body. And it must be changed. And I need to change it now. And the other big lie is if, you know, you can either have a living son or a dead daughter or, or vice versa. You can either have a, yeah, you can either have a living daughter or a dead son. It seems to go mostly man to woman more than woman to man. Women tend to be more non-binary, though there are a lot of men that make that declaration as well. It's all delusion. It is all beyond mental illness. It is delusion. It is, it is the, it's the harvest we are reaping in this generation from the way we have done things for the prior generation. We're, you know, if, you, if you sow evil seed in evil ground, you get an evil and poisonous fruit. And that's all we've been doing pretty much in my lifetime. In talking to this individual the other day, we were kind of sharing our our experience with churches. Now, I went into ministry a little bit later in life. I was in my early 40s when I was ordained to the ministry, and it took a year or two before I was in a growing church. I had handled some mission work, and I got into one church, very small, when I arrived, and was thoroughly self-sustaining when I left. We still were in a time of opportunity and growth back then. And that would be approximately 24, 25 years ago. And during the almost seven years that I was there, the church consistently grew. And even the age of the people attending was beginning to drift lower instead of higher which is something a lot of churches, especially those that are traditional, can't do anymore. And what I told him, my, my opinion is very simple. The Bible is clear. There's going to be a great falling away before the end of this age. And whether this falling away is measured in months or years or decades or centuries, I can't tell you. But we have seen a massive, massive falling away just in my lifetime. Quick example, then I want to get back to what I'm talking about as far as the, the satanic origins of this transgender movement and the lies that they'll put out. You know, Satan is the father of lies. And so the lie about you can either have a, a dead son or a, or a living daughter or some other such nonsense, it's a lie. Statistically, it's not true. In fact, it is blatantly the opposite. Those that have been butchered and destroyed physically and mentally are the ones with a vastly higher suicide rate. And so don't believe the lie. It is an absolute lie. It is, and we've learned in the past, if you haven't learned in three years that your government and the medical establishment are liars, if you haven't figured that out yet, that they'll lie for money? I got news for you. You better figure it out soon because it's going to affect you directly at some point. You can't hide over here and say, well, we'll let that transgender weirdness that's so small, but it's growing. And like a cancer, it is growing to the point that it's going to take over 
so much of our society, our schools, and yes, even woke, broke, satanically now inspired and filled former churches. I call them former churches. A church is the living body of Christ. This is a dead body of people that do not really believe in the true Christ. They believe in an antichrist spirit that they parade as the Christ of God, which is not. And so I look around at this transgenderism growing leaps and bounds. I saw a story that comes out of the state of Virginia, not about a couple of hour drive from where we live is the city of Roanoke. And Roanoke, we've been through it a few times in, since we've moved here. Beautiful city. I have people that we now know that live there. And they're dealing with a small minority of people that are pushing the trans agenda. Now, thankfully, the school board and Governor Glenn Youngkin are pushing back on this. Yet that little vocal minority is demanding, demanding that anybody can choose which bathroom they want to use, no matter what discomfort it may cause people of the opposite gender slash sex. And this is becoming a perversion like I've never seen. There are anatomically, they're men. They're they're, they're just men. They have an XY chromosome. They have an Adam's apple. Their voices are getting deeper. And they want to pretend they're a woman and use a woman's bathroom. How do you think young girls feel when some 25-year-old sick individual, you know, like a Leah Thomas, who's a man, decided one day as a mediocre swimmer, I need to do better than this. I'll pretend I'm a woman. Saw a picture of Leah Thomas about a year before he swam for Penn State as a woman. Had a beard. All man. Just a mediocre swimmer. But he was strong enough physically as a man to be competitive in women's sports. And so the delusion that is who Leah Thomas is, the delusion like so many others like him, like Richard Levine, who goes by the name Rachel, the man is delusional. The man is, I really, I don't know if he's demonically possessed or just oppressed, or he has cursed God far enough to believe a lie. I don't know which one is true, but it's one of them. Richard Levine was born a man, was married as a man, was the father of children as a man, and now delusionally believes he's a woman. And though he's he's still man, you can read between the lines on that. So is Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas was never surgically altered. No, no, no. I mean, it would be real easy for him to, shall we say, transition back to being a boy or a man or whatever he wants to be. But this delusionalism that is out there today, it is dangerous beyond words. And it's getting into our school systems. It is getting into our churches. It is getting into our society, into our culture, into the media being promoted as a positive thing, a good thing. The administration in the United States, Joe Biden, Joe Bumbling Biden, he's got your back if you're trans. He thinks, you know, God love you, Dylan Mulvaney. 
Yeah, you really are a woman. No, you're a fraud. You're a gay guy pretending you're a woman for money. You're a fraud, Dylan. And anything you touch, you ruin. You are an evil and sick individual, Dylan. You're a man, Dylan. You're not a woman, Dylan. You never will be a woman, Dylan. And either will you, Leah or Rachel. None of you are women. Never will be a woman. You can't. That's not how you were made. And you can't make yourself into something you are not. Except in a deluded mind. And there lies the problem today. Delusion on something as wild as your gender. And then you have these sickos coming into our school systems out of our woke, disastrous, satanically consumed universities and college campuses and increasingly high schools, middle and junior high schools, elementary schools, and even preschool and daycare centers are being filled with these evil, demonic people going after your kids. Telling, what does a four-year-old know about gender and gender identity? Their minds are so underdeveloped. There's still a ton of things to just pick up as knowledge in life, let alone there's no wisdom, little or none at that stage. And they're looking for the the authority figure to help and guide them. And you get some satanic weirdo looking at that child saying, hmm, he would make a wonderful little girl. Let's start the transition and tell him not to tell his parents because it wouldn't be safe to do so. That's a word that these evil people use, safe got to keep our kids safe no you're keeping them destroyed you're keeping them ruined you're you're shortening their lives you're taking away their ability to to ever enjoy being a parent and i can understand how hard that can be as one gets older when you've missed the opportunity I know for me, because of my career and marrying into a situation where I became a stepfather, we delayed ever having our own children, and then time went by, illness set in for a time on my wife, and the opportunity came and went. So I understand adoption. I was adopted myself, and I've never been the birth father of any children it's something that I if I could go back and change anything in life that is the one thing that I would change and these evil individuals want to destroy that possibility for these young girls that's right cut off those breasts give them hormones destroy their ability to ever reproduce and have their own children both boys and girls destroyed by medical science. And I'm gonna, I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again. This satanic spirit that consumed people like Dr. Mengele in Germany in the 1930s and 40s, it is a true demonic spirit. A man, when you look at Mengele's life, he, he started out normally. He went to a medical school. 
He really wanted to be a real doctor. He had sworn on that Hippocratic oath, and then something happened. For power, for fame, for whatever reason, he gave himself away from the things of God and to the things of this world and sold his soul in the process. And once you have sold that soul, you have no concept of right, wrong, morality, decency, none of it. And then you begin to believe the lie and delusion and the money and the power and the fame. They become what you live for. And life becomes cheap and you don't care who lives or dies or who hurts or who's in pain. You ha- your, your, your conscience is just seared to the point of being irredeemable. The spirit of a Dr. Mengele lives on today in those doctors pushing transgenderism. Let me say that again. The evil spirits, and I believe there are more than one, I think there are countless legions of demons out there that people that are divorced from God that made a choice. And here's what, and this is now, listen, now this, I'm, this, I want to get clear. And I want you to, if you don't hear anything else I said today, listen carefully to this. People here in the United States It used to be more so in Canada and the UK, but less and less as the years have gone by. Other parts of the world like Europe and Australia. These nations used to have at least a modicum of respect for Almighty God. And while many people were not true believers, at least they were not in open warfare against God and his word. And the governments gave at least lip service or pretended that they cared about freedom of religion. And they had a, at least a minimal respect for those in ministry. But all that's been thrown away. All that is lost. People who have learned and known of the gospel have decided, I'm not a part of it. I don't want anything to do with it. And they do one of two things. Either they try to rebuild the church in their own image, a false gospel, another gospel as it's called by St. Paul, or they just walk away entirely and say none of it's true. I don't believe any of it anymore, God. One last, I'll tell you what, I'm going to save this thought until after the break. I've got some, I got several important things that I want to, share with you, and I don't want to lose track of all these things. By the way, this program is recorded. I recorded this program on Monday of this week. I decided to do something. I was going to record a new program and produce one for today following my surgery, and not that I have any fear that I'm not able or not going to be here, but Something said I needed some rest. I needed to spend more time preparing for things for the church this coming weekend. And when you do a radio program, and this one today has been very uh, intense for me in preparation. 
to be prepared for you. This has taken a lot out of me today and being prepared for the one for Friday. And I I realized, you know, Lord, I'm going to have this surgery on Tuesday. And I know that Jim Calhoun fills in for Wednesday. And if you heard Jim's program, then you know that I was back and able to do my job because it does take effort on my part to get the current program up and running. But my heart said, get them done now. And then when you get back, rest a little bit, prepare your heart and your mind for what I have for you and the things that need to be done. There are so many things in front of me right now that I'm excited about. I really am. By the time you hear this program, WTWW may still be having technical issues, though they may be repaired by now. I don't know, because at the time of recording, they were still dealing with issues. I fully understand the issues, and I can understand the challenges in repairing those issues. Contrary to popular belief, shortwave radio stations today don't have an abundance of engineers running around that can fix things, and and there's no parts stores that have everything on the shelf like they used to. It is a huge struggle at times to keep these facilities on the air. I wish I lived closer to Nashville and had the time I would be willing to help them in the repair. I know exactly what they're up against. It's not an easy repair. It takes time. A lot of time. And so they may or may not be on the air on 5085. But eventually they will be. And eventually, maybe we can be better prepared going forward. I believe it is a wonderful frequency, 5085. And I wish we could get the daytime frequency of 9475 up and operating as well at some time in the near future. Shortwave radio has been the primary medium for this radio program from the day that it started, end of August of 2020. And when the day comes that this program comes to an end, it'll its last airing will be on shortwave. When God says enough, then that's what we will do. I'm not going to continue with some little podcast. I don't I don't feel that I need to do that. There are too many others out there with their video cast and they have staff. I don't have that. But they don't feel called to be on shortwave either. Oh, I know some hop on shortwave for a season to get a new audience to steer toward their their TV outlets and everything else because they burn through people by preaching a false and fake gospel and a message that's not, that's not true. And when you burn enough people away, you got to, you know, get a new crop, kind of like a con game. And there are many of them out there. And they're ready to put you, you know, they want you to listen for free and then get behind the paywall to get the inside scoop. I will never charge you for the inside scoop here at this radio program. And I don't sell prepackaged food. I don't sell commodities of any kind. I, I just don't do that. I don't feel led to do that. I'm not like Alex Jones and others that had their vitamins to sell you. I don't do any of that. I mean, I've got opinions of who has some good ones, and I'd be thrilled to tell you, and I'm not even being paid to do it as a favor. Or what radios are decent radios? People have shared their experience on shortwave radios with me, which ones they like. 
And one of these days when I do have some time, I'll create a page of listener-suggested radios that they have liked. And why? And maybe even some of the other stuff, you know, where there's no money changing hands, just, you know, information for you. You don't need an advertisement from me for some product that I may not even believe in. Or once they buy the advertising, then I'm beholden to them. I don't want to be in that position. The only two entities I want to be beholding to is my God, is my Lord Jesus Christ and his word. And then to you, my listeners, to give you an honest assessment, uncompromised, not compromised by by money, the love of money, wealth, fame, or fortune. You know, I, I don't want to be, and there are a lot of, I mean, the, the television today, the internet today, even a number on radio today, there are a bunch of fakes, phonies, and frauds. You know, there, there's one out there, oh, he's a wonderful speaker and he'll catch your attention. But sometimes when you listen to what they actually have to say, it tells you everything you need to know. Ever heard of Jesse DePlantis? I live in the biggest house in the state of Louisiana. I have the biggest house of any preacher in America. And I mean that arrogantly or pridefully. I have a name in my house, La Maison de Reve, the house of dreams. You like going with the wind? My house has that same staircase that Scarlett O'Hara walked up. Oh, I paid cash for the home. You want to know how big it is? It's 40,000 square foot. Oh, am I shocking? Look at Kathy. Oh, Jesus, we're going to catch it again. It's 40,000 square foot. And and a lot of times if I go out, cars start stopping, honking. Christmas, I walked outside the front, just walked out, and a man slammed his brakes and, Brother Jugger! I said, hello, and he threw $5,000 over the fence. $100. I said, I ain't telling Kathy nothing. Well, I can assure you that my wife and I do not live in a 40,000 square foot home. That home he has is about, oh, I don't know, close to 40 times the size of ours. But you want to know something? The house that we have meets our need. Sure, there are li- there's some things I'd like to do, but don't have the time, nor do I have the money to do them. So they'll have to wait. What I do have to do is to be faithful to the calling that God has given me. Why is it that there are these preachers out there that believe they need to be living in their their multi-million dollar mansions and driving their $100,000 automobiles? And they talk about a prosperity gospel that does not even exist in the gospel. Did Peter have the finest raiment? Did he live well? Did God just prosper him beyond his imagination because he sowed a seed of faith somewhere? What kind of nonsense is the church, is that part of the church preaching? And that's what it is, total garbage and nonsense. And then on the other extreme, you got the ones that are all about gay and trans and and all of the social movements of the day, and they've just walked away 
from sin and repentance of that sin and being right with God. They've made a mockery of the name of Jesus Christ. This is why I do this radio program each and every day. And this is why I pastor a small church with a big outreach compared to most churches its size. We are a small church, a handful of people. They're not wealthy. I'm unpaid, and that's fine. God has met my need. And the Jesse DePlantises of this world may have their hundreds of thousands of viewers on some Christian satellite network. Whoopee. Are they really being fed the wholeness of the truth of God or are they being fed a lie? And it seems the liars today prosper more than anybody. They become the millionaires and the billionaires in some cases. The church, the true church, have always been people that have been separate from this world. We are in this world, but not of it. And when your concerns are to have the biggest house, the biggest pool, the biggest whatever, the biggest jet to jet around in. I I can remember Jesse DePlantis having a discussion one time with Ken Copeland about their jets and how they did not want to be in a tube full of demons. You know, people like you and I on the same aircraft. No, they needed to be separate and apart. What kind of ministry is that? I'm going to come out and say it. I I believe there's too many false preachers and teachers and fools that are on television and a lot of them on radio. I hear them on shortwave too. There's some really damnable heresy out there. Some really sick perversions of the gospel that I'm finding more and more in this perverted and evil time. The deception is becoming so great that if the times are not shortened, even the very elect, those that should know better, will be deceived by these, these wolves in sheep's clothing. And then there's the apostate church, the church that once was a real church, a body of believers that have rejected and spit in the face of Christ and turned their back on the true gospel message. And they've done so to their own peril. I know I'm running over, but that's okay. I need to make this as clear as I can to you. This is why I do this program. I'll never get rich. And I may never never have the audience of a Jesse Duplantis or any of these other clowns. And that's what they are. They're sick, demented clowns. And those that claim to know something that you don't know and all you have to do is get behind the paywall to find out the truth. If they're selling the gospel, they're frauds. It's simiism. It is forbidden in scripture. I do not believe there should be a paywall to the gospel. If there is and somebody's making a profit, they are a heretic. Take down your paywall and prove you're really of the gospel. Did did St. Peter or any of the apostles charge for their work? Demand payment? Never. Though the church is encouraged, those that receive, those that believe, are encouraged to support the work. There was never a price tag. Yes, St. Paul is preaching. Well, Paul is preaching tonight. It's going to cost you X number of whatever to come in. Or you, you can't come in if you don't pay. None of that ever occurred. 
and it should never occur. I'll finish up this on the other side. I, I really need to get to the break. We in October had probably one of the most, probably the most difficult months in the history of this radio program. At the same time that I feel led to be expanding, and now we have the technical issue to help we pray about for WTWW. If you believe in this in this work, I'm going to ask you to pray, search your heart, and consider giving support. If you can, would you consider supporting us? You can do it online if you prefer. Truth the number two ponder.com. We use Give Send Go, a Christian organization, not a secular one like PayPal or you know Stripe or whatever. We use Give Send Go. And if you go to the website Truth the number two ponder.com, Truth the number two ponder.com, you will find the link. It says support. There's not a big support us now tab on the front page. I just thought that was tacky to have the first thing you see donate. You have to look a little bit. Or if you prefer, you can make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. Chill Howie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chill Howie, Virginia, 24319. That's 24319. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. Chill Howie, Virginia, 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Ambassadors not chained. Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a very special free gift you're really going to love. In the letter of Ephesians, Paul gives himself a strange title. He says, I am an ambassador in chains. Why? Because he was writing in prison. There were chains on his hand, even as he wrote and or dictated. But notice, he doesn't call himself chained. He doesn't call himself an ambassador of chains, only in chains. He doesn't even call himself chained, a chained ambassador. He calls himself an ambassador in chains. Very different. And it's this is real important. Real, real so. You see, somebody who's chained is defined by their limitations. A chained person cannot move. But an ambassador is the opposite. Ambassador is somebody who's on the move, who's, who's sent, who goes, has a mission. What's Paul saying? Something that can change your life. He's saying he's not going to be defined. I'm not going to be defined by my situation. I'm not going to be defined by my chains. I'm not going to be, I might be in chains, but I'm not of them. I'm not a chained man. I'm not even a chained ambassador. I'm an ambassador who only happens to be in chains. The chains aren't going to stop me. You know, I'm going to be ambassador for God no matter what, when, where, how, what. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to be stopped from sharing the gospel and fulfilling the mission. I'm unbound. So with you, my friend. Learn from Paul. Don't ever let yourself be defined by your circumstance, your limitations, your problems. You you might have problems, but you're not a problem person. You know, you might have some troubles, but don't let yourself become a troubled person. You're a child of God. You're an ambassador of the Most High. You're free. Don't let yourself be limited by circumstance or your past, your frame. You're not limited. You're unlimited. God is unlimiting you. Forget the chains. You're an ambassador. Nothing can stop you from doing God's will. Fulfill your calling or if you don't let it happen. No problem, no person, no trouble, no situation, no prison can stop you. Nothing. You can say like Paul, I can do all things through Messiah who strengthens me. I'm an ambassador who just happens to have some chains. 
Want more? Ask for Ambassador in Chains on CD. Now, what if you could receive daily vitamins to strengthen your spiritual walk with God? Six months supply for free. You can with Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins for victorious walk with God. And updates on Israel, prophecy, the incredible mystery of the temple doors on CD. You'll love it. How do you get the free gifts? Easy. Just remember Yeshua, Jesus, real Hebrew name, and you'd call it. So receive your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, you can actually spread salvation around the world through shortwave radio from the Arctic Circle to Israel. It's amazing. It's the farthest way you can ever touch the world, like sending a billion tracks. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. So write the nice Jewish boy at Box 1111 in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, zip 07644. It's Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying... Be free, my friend. Shalom Aleichem. Peace to you in Messiah, Adon Olam, the Lord of all. I want to read something to you. It's really nice. Okay. From the river to the sea, Palestine should be free. From our hearts and above, Palestine should be loved. From the sky to space... There should be no struggles Palestinians should face. From the ocean to below, Palestine should be known. From the soil to the sand, Israel should be banned. From the grass to the trees, Palestine should be seen. Wow. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on what you just heard, but I am going to tell you that this is, are you ready for this? This is a teacher. This is a teacher in Ontario, Canada. A teacher in Ontario, Canada that read the poem by one of the students, including the the slogan from the river to the sea, Palestine should be free, which no matter what the lying media tells you only has one meaning, to destroy and eliminate the nation of Israel. Now, a lot of people have dissenting views on Israel, whether it is biblical Israel, the state of Israel, uh, Zionist Israel, there, there's a lot of A lot of things being said, and there's a lot of history out there, a lot of it that gets ignored on both sides. Sure, I recognize a lot of bad about the state of Israel. I really do. I do recognize that Israel seems to contain an incredibly high number of homosexuals and atheists and other, you know, people that are, shall we say, enemies of the cross and enemies of decency for that matter. I get it. They hide there and they're protected there. And there's still a remnant there, though, of those waiting for the Messiah, the true Jewish believer. Now, remember that word remnant. And here's the only thing I wanted to discuss in in this today. I'm not going to get into a lot of other deep stuff. People look at Israel and say, well, you know, it's a Zionist nation. It's got this. It's got that. It's got the other. Palestine. Well, Palestine, as we know it, and I've shared this before, the real history doesn't include a lot of what you think it does. It has been operated and controlled by one empire after another 
since the fall of Jerusalem, and even then the Roman Empire had it, in AD 70 or 77, there, there's the the Brit the British ruled it for years. I mean, it's just been an unusual place. And what's always fascinated me is why are there so many people that want this piece of desert land? What makes it so attractive? There's something about it from a I'm going to use a word I hate using spiritual point of view. That's a bad way to put it, but I think you'll understand where I'm coming from. It seems that Islam wants to claim it. Christianity wants to hold on to it. Many believing Jews want to restore it. And many Zionist individuals want to use it for their own personal gain. There's a lot at stake in that piece of land. And and I, I see evil on both sides of the equation in all of this. And I'm going to bring some people on that have differing point of views to yours and even mine from time to time. I would like, I'd like to have a, a decent discussion to kind of highlight some of what may actually be going on to understand that this conflict, I mean, let me tell you something. It's funny. I mentioned at the beginning of the program, I never had a chance to finish the thought that when the weekend comes, I, I turn off the news and I turn on old television programs. And I, I go back to the 60s or 70s and just, you know, where it was just simple, non-dirty entertainment. Family-oriented. Like Disney used to be 50 years ago or more. And, and, and I'm watching one of my favorites, The Rockford Files, and and once again, they're talking about all the angst and problems and and instability in the Middle East. And over the centuries, there has been nothing but instability in that part of the world. And there's got to be a reason, and I'd like to bring on some people to discuss that. And I just wanted to to share that with you today because I, I do believe that it is important Now, let's get back to some of the things we have been talking about and why I really believe this controlling the narrative is so important to thoroughly grasp and understand. There is a narrative out there. I'm looking at a picture of a woman and who claims to be a man. Once again, we're going to get back to what we started with today. This transgender insanity that is infesting and creeping across the Western world at a scary rate of speed. There's an individual that goes by the name of Marie Willa. And this individual is a trans nudist, a man, I might add. I'm looking at the picture of this man, and there's no doubt it's a man. Though you can put a little lipstick and, you know, a little longer hair, but you're still a man. And this guy is just beside himself because minors, by the way, this transnudist Marie Willa, a man, was filmed exposing his male parts. Yeah, he still has them in front of his foster children. 
and he's in tears because miners in Alabama will not be able to get their healthy body parts chopped off because of a new Alabama law. And this transgender, evil, sick, perverted, perverted nudist by, that goes by Marie Willa is ready to cry his, his eyeballs out. Good evening, everybody. Marie Willa here, transgender woman extraordinaire. I come to you tonight on a very serious note with a dire warning and a plea for help. If you are the parent of a transgender child that is 19 or under and you live in the state of Alabama, your child lives in the state of Alabama, get out. Get your child out to somewhere safe. They have just made it a felony to provide any gender affirming care to any transgender person age 19 or younger. It's going to drive the suicide rate up just astronomically high. Please get your children to safety. Get yourself to safety. Help us, please. Hey, dude, I've got a I've got a better idea. Why not? Instead of having people move out of Alabama, maybe parents that actually care about their children, I mean, seriously, care about their children, need to maybe leave a state like New York or California, Oregon or others that are promoting this satanic insanity, maybe they should be coming to Alabama or South Carolina or Southwest Virginia. You know, Virginia could be turn more conservative if more people just fled the rural parts of New York State and come to the rural parts of Virginia. You'll find the taxes lower too. This guy is just all upset that he will not be able to have children mutilated anymore. Now, understand that this guy who goes by the name Marie Willa He got approved to be a foster parent, while Christian couples are often like in states like Massachusetts and New York, are denied the request because they're dangerous, because they hold to traditional beliefs about gender and sexuality. Can you imagine a judge 50 years ago, even in New York State or California, buying into this garbage? But the delusion is real. The delusion is massive. It is getting into the legal system. Our governments, state by state, they're falling. They're falling like dominoes. And Christians who are declining in number, of course, most Christians have been over the years cultural Christians. They're fake. They're phonies. They're not real. There's only been a remnant church since the beginning of the church age. And I believe still is a remnant church. How many times, you know, some, a lot of people, a lot of people look at church as one of those things, yeah, it's nice to go to when it's convenient, but if I don't feel up to it or whatever the case may be, they don't. They'll go to their job, they'll go to school, they'll do everything else. But church, hey, we, you know, it, it, this, it was, we were tired this morning. 
well, church, some churches meet on Sunday night or, or Wednesday night. You know, when are you not tired? When are you not overworked? Maybe if you're in a job that keeps you from it, maybe you need to change jobs. Which is more important? Where do you put your trust in the things of men or the things of God? And the more we let our, we put our trust in the things of men and politics, the more we get creeps like Maria Willa wanting to butcher young children and show off his male parts to minors. This is the creepy world in which we live. And, and it's increasing daily. Sure. In states like California, it's running rampant. Of course, Gavin Newsom, now that he's really running for president, not that anybody will admit it, always trying to move back to the center like they always do. But at heart, he's a total leftist. He's a total lunatic and a very dangerous man and individual. So here's Marie Willa, all upset about what's going on in Alabama. Get out of Alabama. Send them to me in a different state. Maybe if you're in Massachusetts, maybe you ought to go to Alabama, like I say, or South Carolina, or some other state where it hasn't gone thoroughly off the rails yet. But sadly, increasingly, they are going off the rails. One last item here, and I'm going to try to rush through this. You know, earlier this week, and I'm not going to get into it, we all know about the shooting earlier this year back in March at the Covenant School in Nashville, multiple fatalities, the attack carried out by a transgender leftist who had written a manifesto. Now, this manifesto has been hidden from the public by the Metropolitan Nashville Police Department. Now, remember, Nashville is a blue pimple in a red state. And so I don't trust the Nashville Police Department as far as I can throw them. They have to be woke. They have to be with it. In the country music capital of the world, go figure, but it is. And a lot of people have tried to exploit this thing and make up stuff about it that's not true. But the manifesto was leaked earlier this week by Stephen Crowder, and it tells a different story, one that actually will implicate a lot of this strange ideology that's coming out. Of course, this particular manifesto has been hidden because this entire incident at that school has been used as an attack on the Second Amendment, uh, you know, not to, you know, trans people are need to be loved and, you know, all the other nonsense. It even goes, even some of the Southern Baptist Convention are advancing some strange ideologies out of this deprived mindset. But when you look, when you look at this manifesto and the plans for what this trans said this was going to be called Death Day. And I've been looking at this manifesto, and I can understand why they don't want anybody understanding what's in there. The manifesto showed an incredible amount of planning and premeditation on how to do this. And what he wrote, this transgender wrote, on 2, 3, you know, in February... This is back on February the 3rd. Kill those kids. Kill those crackers. Go to these 
private fancy schools with those fancy, you know, khakis and sports backpacks. Kill them. Kill them with their Mustang convertibles. And then the other language, I cannot repeat what he wants to do. I want I want to shoot you. And then the rest I can't I can't even begin to to describe the language used by this transgender individual. This had nothing to do about gun control. It has nothing to do with with any of it. This is demonic transgender demonism. And this demon was able to get to that portal in this individual to become a killer of young children and do it in a school that would be considered by many a Christian school. It's an affront. It's an attack. It's evil. And let me add one more thing about this manifesto written by this trans individual who hated private schools and made it very clear, made it very clear that he didn't want the, he wanted to kill them for their white privilege. Their white privilege. This person was white, but they have bought into all these lies. White privilege, MAGA Republicans, yada, yada, yada. Christians must be killed and destroyed. This is a narrative pushed by the mainstream, pushed by the Satanists, pushed by the globalist, and the weak-minded, satanically inspired individuals are falling for all of it. All of it. I have a lot more to share tomorrow. Maybe we can even have some hope before the week is out. But I will remind you that this month, this month of November, we need to kind of make up for the shortfall in October. Would you consider supporting us? You can use the website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. If you prefer, by the way, when you get to the website, look for the support tab. I don't have a big donation button on the front. Somebody said I should, and I just don't want to do that. I don't want to be, first thing you see is the donate button. But just look for support. Everything you need to know is there, or if you prefer, Make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowie. C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. 510. P.O. Box 510. Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. That is 24319. Listen, we really need your support. Maybe you've never helped us before, but now's the time to do it. Until tomorrow, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.